welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 264, the 2020 Unicoi Turkey Callmaker Show Preview with Mark Sharp. And I am your host and the guy who... Listen closely because it's not often that I say this. Is ready for gun deer season in Alabama, which starts this Saturday morning. And I think primarily the reason that I'm ready for it, well, okay, there's a couple of big reasons. One of them is the fact that my dad still loves deer hunting. And as long as he is able to go, which I really kind of think that I should phrase that as long as he's on this earth, because if he's on this earth, he's going to figure out a way to go. (laughs) But as long as he is able to go deer hunting, I will be deer hunting with him. So that's one of the reasons that I'm ready for it. Another reason that I'm ready and excited for it is that I shot my air rifle a little bit more this past weekend. And my plan is to kill at least one deer with that air rifle this season. And I hope to get the first one checked off the list this coming Saturday. I've got a bunch of deer on my trail camera and I have a tree stand about 50 yards from that trail camera. So we will see what happens. And with deer season starting this Saturday, that just means we're that much closer to the start of spring turkey season in Alabama. In fact, we are 121 days, 8 hours, 45 minutes, and 40 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Now that is enough to get me fired up. So listen, today I've got on the show with us Mark Sharp. And you guys probably remember Mark because I had him on the show, I think... Three times in the past 12 months, I had him on the show to talk about wingbone collars and this past January's Unicoi Turkey Call Maker Show. And then I had him back on the show to talk about helping me learn how to run my air-operated call, my trumpet call that I got last year. And thanks to Mark's help, even though it was an audio lesson because I called him on the phone and was talking to him and he kind of walked me through and gave me some tips. Oh yeah, and I recorded that call. So that's an episode you guys can go back and listen to from, I don't know, it might've been January or February, maybe March of 2019. 
but because he helped me really get over the learning curve with the trumpet call. I had some success with it this past year. I didn't call in a turkey and kill it using only the trumpet call, but I got quite a few turkeys to respond to that call, and I am feeling much, much more confident in it. And you guys know from turkey hunting and bass fishing that having confidence in our calls and in our bass fishing lures is really what it takes to be successful. So anyway, I've got Mark on the show today, and he's going to be previewing the 2020 Unicoi Turkey Callmaker Show, which is coming up very quickly. The show's going to be the second weekend in January in Helen, Georgia. Mark's going to tell us more about it. But before I roll that recording for you guys, I need to tell you that I got a text from Mark after our interview, and he stated that he wanted to do our call over again because he didn't think about mentioning the names of some of the call makers during our call. And Mark felt like mentioning the names of some of the call makers was not fair to the other call makers who were going to be at the show. So I told him that I could cut out or over the names he mentioned during our call for him so that we wouldn't have to do the call over again. So that's what I ended up doing. So if you hear a or six during our call, you'll know why I did that. Mark knew that he couldn't mention all 75 plus call makers who were going to be attending the show. So he felt like if he couldn't mention all of their names, he did not need to mention any of their names. And to me, I think that's pretty darn fair. So enough of that. Let us jump into the call with Mark. Listen in closely and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, I'm glad to let you know that I've got Mark Sharp on the line with me this evening. And Mark, as you all probably remember, because I had him on a couple of times earlier this year, and I had him on, well, I think it was late last year, pretty much heads up the Unicoi Turkey Call Maker Show up in the Unicoi State Park up in North Georgia, out near Helen, Georgia. And I wanted to get Mark on the show tonight to talk about their show that's coming up. I mean, shoot, it's what, Mark, six weeks away, seven weeks away? Uh, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. So we won't talk about that, but first of all, how are you? Man, I'm doing all right. Andy, how in the world are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's well, been a while since you and I spoke, but yeah, I'm glad to get you back on the show, and it's always good talking to you. So I look forward hey, to catching yeah. up with you a little bit, too. How how'd your turkey season this past spring end up? I'll tell you, Andy, it went pretty good. You know, I don't ever look to kill those three gobblers that Georgia gives us. I'm out there to have a good time. I killed a real good bird this year. I caught a heck of a fine bird up for my wife, you know, and, and <laughs> that's a totally different story. But she's tickled to death. I was tickled to death. And it's kind of an unusual circumstance how that, that hunt came about. But, you know, man, listen, I, I've been really blessed this year. Not all about killing turkeys all the time. No. All right. It's about a lot of times it's about the lessons we learn from supposedly a dumb animal, you know. <laughs> they got a bad <laughs> reputation and an inaccurate reputation, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. 
but anyway, it's good to be on your show. You did a fine job last year. I enjoyed I enjoyed our our conversations last year, man, and I'm glad you, you got me back again this year. Well, I appreciate you taking time out and coming on and letting letting us learn a little bit about what's in store for this year. So what are the dates for this year's show? Well, Andy, this year is January the 10th and 11th. I know that's the last weekend of deer season. I hear it every year. <laughs> but for you deer hunters, you diehard deer hunters out there, in just a couple of years, it's gonna it's gonna skip a weekend. It'll be on MLK weekend one year. So just just bear with us. We we'll get you out of deer season and free you up to come to the Unicorn Callmaker Show here in just a couple of more years. But it, it's January the 10th and 11th. The show times are from from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. up there. So. You know, we look forward to people coming in and out. We we got a got a bunch of good call makers coming back this year. Yeah, well, I tell you, I had a blast with it going there last year, and you know, it. I think I mentioned this to you after the after that weekend that you know I went up there not really knowing what to expect, and when I walked in, I saw the the size of the room, and I thought, yeah, I should be able to you know, get through this as far as me actually shopping for turkey calls myself personally. I should be able to get through this room here in probably an hour or so. And then, you know, I can do some interviews and stuff like that. Well, about six hours went by and I'd gone through half the room. (laughs) I know I didn't see you for a while. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, there's so much to the show so many calls to look at but what really keeps you from getting from point a to point z in the amount of time that you think you can do it is the fact that all these call makers are there sitting at their table and they want to talk turkey with you and they want to talk about calls and they uh, i mean it's just imagine being there with shoot 500 people that have the exact same interest that you do that gets them out of the house and up there in North Georgia in January for a weekend. And it's just so much fun. I had a heck of a good time. It's a completely different feel than what's in Nashville because you get, I'm not going to say you get nothing but call makers because there's a couple of people there that you kind of grandfathered in that, that do something other than calls and that is just a couple of them too, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. they're, I mean, it's turkey calls. It is turkey call heaven. Well, you know, Andy, this year we've got 78 custom call makers coming. Man. Now, we don't have but 64 tables, and we do allow a sharing of a table. We've got some new names added to the list this year, some guys that have never been. You know, I, I'm constantly getting calls from. From these guys that that have reserved the table, hey man, can so and so come and sit up at my table? Yeah, you know, I we don't have a problem with that as long as it comes through us. Right. You know, like I said, we've got several different. We've got seventy eight custom call makers going to be there. We've got two knife makers, custom knife makers that are going to be there. We've got two guys that are custom leather work makers. We've got two authors over there you know 
we've got a lady that builds one fine hunting bag. You know, I own one of one of the larger size. You know, I've got one of her big bags this year. She's making me a minimalist bag that's numbered the same thing as what my big bag is. Last year, she did me a trumpet roll-ups, you know, so that I could carry my trumpets, and I put them in that bag, and, you know, I'll rotate them out from time to time. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, she's easy to work with. So we, we've got, let's see, I think we've got two, four, we've got five people set out at, up in the lobby up there this year. You know, we've got two custom knife makers that's going to be inside. And then we've got 78 custom call makers that's inside that room. Now, Andy, I, I'll tell you, I don't know of anywhere else in this U.S. of A., where you going to find 78 custom call makers gathered under one roof. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great show, just like it was last year, just like you said. You know, you come up to me, I didn't see you for several hours over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you this, that the guys that you interviewed, man, they, they had a blast. They, they love doing that. You know, this year, our roundtable discussion is going to be on scratch boxes. Cool. Tube calls, trough calls, and any other kind of exotic call like that. Well, I won't call them exotic. They're not exotic, but let's just say unusual calls. You know, we're looking forward to having a good time. This year, I made two trips up to Unicoi. You know, the state doesn't have anything to do with the lodge anymore. That's all been turned over to call hospitality. And so... The, the young lady that's over all that, I've met with her twice up there and, you know, ironed out some issues and, you know, she's picked my brain and I've picked hers and we've been back and forth and, you know, I, it, it's just going to be a, a, another good turnout, you know, and, and like always, we don't ever charge an admission fee in there. I mean, good gracious life. I, I'm, we don't make money. You know, that's that's the thing about it. We we don't make money. We want everybody to have a good time. Right. I mean, we're not fixing to hinder anybody by, by an admission fee to get in and then come in and buy a turkey call. We want everybody to come there. And, you know, the thing about Helen is, is it's, it's not the easiest place in the world to get to, as you well know. Mm-hmm. More than likely, if a, if a guy's coming there, he's coming to buy a turkey call. And, you know, that's good for them, and it's good for the call maker. So, you know, that's what this show is all about. It's about the custom call maker. And like I said, as far as I know, there's nowhere else that you're going to find 78 custom call makers under one roof. Yeah. Well, I know last year I went there with a little bit of cash in my pocket, and I quickly realized I didn't have enough. So <laughs> I, I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to up my budget and put a little extra spending money in my pocket before the trip or if I'm just going to have to make myself behave because I have a feeling if I go with a little extra spending money, I'm coming back again with nothing. <laughs> but I will have some pretty calls and some great sounding calls coming from there. Well, you know, that, that's what we look for. And, you know, yeah, you can order a call offline. You can call 
old Joe blow up and say, hey, build me a box call out of this and that and whatever. And, you know, you get it and it's not what you want. You ship it back to him. He sends you another one three months later. It's not really what you want. Got to ship it back to him. And the luxury of this show is you get to go there and you put your hands on a call. You know, forget about what wood combination it is. Forget about Forget about whether you want yellow heart overtake, if you want ebony overtake, if you want snakewood overtake, if you want Brazilian rosewood over mahogany or whatever. Just forget about that. Pick up the calls and play them till you find one that fits you and sounds like a turkey in your mind. You know, and, and that's sometimes where we all mess up. We we got this what a turkey is supposed to sound like in our head up there, and sometimes it's not the right turkey. But anyway, you you get my drift. You you find you a call that fits you, that you can play, and that you think sounds like a turkey. And and that's what coming to these shows is all about. You know, one of the things I hate is mail order. You know, yeah. if I order a pair of boots over here and I get them in the mail. And they don't fit me like I think they ought to. Well, I've got to take the time to send these jokers back. Wait on another pair to come in. And believe you me, I'm kind of an impatient kind of guy. You know, I want what I want, and I want it then. So the best way to handle that, go to one of these shows. Go around to all the vendors over there. Don't buy the first one that you pick up. Go around and play every guy's call there. Go around and play every calls guy there, and then come back and pick out the one that fits you the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And these guys, at least my experience with it last year, is that these guys, they completely understand. And it's just what you said. They have that mentality. Go play the calls of the guy next to me because right. he makes fine calls too. And go play the ones next to him because he makes fine calls too. And so That's right. they all know each other. They all have a lot of respect for one another. And yeah, right. they're just as happy when their neighbor sells a call as they are when they sell one because they know that whoever's buying that call is getting them a good call. Yeah. So, you know, there there's a brotherhood among those guys there at that show that really you, uh, you can't describe. It's just something you have to see. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, as, as one of the two that puts it on, you know, I, I have to be a little bit aware and, and I'm constantly sometimes having to change a little bit. Well, you know, we dropped two, we dropped two this year, picked them right up. You know, we got an alternate list that we put people on that, that's interested in the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to say right now, it's not a first come first serve show that the guys that were there the previous year, and it's been that way for, since the inception of the show or since we, we've been doing it, that the guys that were there the year before had the first option as to whether or not to retain their table. But anyway, you know, you have to look at it. I was thinking a little earlier here. I, I made a little change last year. A, a guy dropped out, and I offered this guy that had been there since the beginning. I said, hey, do you want this particular table? He said, yeah, I do. Okay, well, we took in two new guys this year, and I try not to to put a box call maker next to a box call maker unless they request it. 
But when you get out on that uh, uh, open floor out there, you know, you don't want box call, box call, box call, pot call, pot call, pot call. Mm-hmm. You don't want wing bone, wing bone, trumpet, wing bone, trumpet, trumpet, trumpet. So, you know, you, you kind of got to mix it up. Let a guy walk down through there with his nice-looking pot calls up here, with his fine-looking box calls right here, with, lo and behold, with his trumpets on the other side of him. And as someone that's putting this thing on, you know, I'm constantly having to be aware as to where I'm going to place people mm-hmm. in that show. So, you know, it, <laughs> I just thank you, Lord, that it didn't have two box call makers that wanted to come this year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I took another wing bone guy and a box call guy. And, and so, you know, it works out good. I can put the wing bone guy over here. I can put the box call guy over here where there's no box calls at, you know, and and it, it's just a, it's just an even mix, you know, because like I said, you you don't you would get bored to death walking down an aisle that was nothing but box calls, get to the end and turn around and come back with nothing but pot calls, turn around and go back with nothing that was wing bones turn around and come back with nothing but trumpets and so forth and so on, you know. So, you know, I try to keep an even mix on that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. So when are the seminars going to be? Well, those haven't been determined yet. I haven't really decided who's going to do the seminars. Those will probably be on a Saturday. Okay. Uh, uh, I may do one on Friday, one on Saturday. You know, I, I really haven't nailed those down yet. So I, I will tell you this, that I don't think that the panel that's going to be on the roundtable discussion is going to be as large as what it has been. You know, I think I've got six guys that's going to be on there this year. Next year, we're going back. We're going to repeat ourselves and go back to the box calls. We're going to include some of those guys that working on that first go-round of the box call division. You know, some of these up-and-coming guys, you know, that's building calls. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this year, I, I will put a plug in on this, Andy. Last year, or no, this year, I talked to the NWTF up there, Charlie Burke up there, about having a Turpin division, Turpin-style division of box calls at Nashville this year. Mm-hmm. And Richard Hudson, you know, I, I talked to Richard about it. Richard, I pretty much just handed it off to Richard. You know, Richard's gotten all the dimensions and all like this, and he and Charlie have been back and forth about this new Turpin-style division. There's going to be two categories. There's going to be a Turpin-style. Then there's going to be a hen box division. Oh, yeah. And you'll see a lot of these guys at Unicoi this year. I mean, there's been a there's been a tremendous interest in this Turpin style box. You know, whereas in the past it's been the link style or the cost style, whichever one you elect to call it. Mm-hmm. But there's there's been a lot in the past. There's been a lot of interest in that. But you know, in the last couple of three years, there has been a tremendous interest in these Turpin style boxes. Yeah. And and really and truly, I wasn't intending on attending Nashville this year, but I feel like that I need to, being it's an augurable year of this Turpin-style box. Yeah. So, 
you know, I mean, these guys are proud of their stuff, you know, and, and we've got some new guys that, that have built cost boxes in the past are now building turpentine-style boxes, and, and some guys just come out of the blue, you know, and building these turpentine-style boxes. So it's going to be real interesting this year. We're going to have a wide variety of stuff at this Unicoi Call Maker Show. Yeah, I'm probably no different than a lot of people that will wander the aisles at the Unicoi Show in that I'm looking for something a little bit unique, a little bit different. And I've got the Turpin style call on the radar screen. It's probably number one on my on my wish list for this year. And I know this is going to be the place to go to get one. So I'm yeah pretty fired up about that. Yeah. Well, I can think of about probably about eight guys that's going to have them there this year. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're looking if you're looking for a Turpin style box, this will be your show to get one at. You know, and the thing about it is, you know, like I said a while ago, it's not about calling the guy up because you see it on Facebook. Yes, yeah, pretty call, but does it fit you? You know, is that really what you're looking for? You know, and this show allows you to come there. They don't charge those guys don't charge you one dime for picking those calls up and playing them. And you know what else they'll do? They'll tell you, hey, can't that lean it? that lid in a little bit more, lighten up on the pressure, and when you get down at the bottom of that thing, roll your wrist up there. You know, that's what these guys will tell you. They're not going to sit there and look at you and say, well, you know what? This guy ain't never picked up one of these calls before. Yeah. You know, they're going to take the time out, and you know what? <laughs> they may even tell you, hey, come around here behind the table and let me give you a lesson on playing this call, you know. Yeah. And I mean you you've got guys there that 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 I knew a guy last year. He walked up with two kids there. Wasn't his kids. He they was a close friend of his kids and one call maker handed a box call to one and handed a box call to the other one, you know. And and that's the kind of guys you're dealing with. You're you're not dealing with guys that are there to make a living off these calls. You know, these guys build these calls because it's fun. They like what they're doing. They like to see a face lit up. And, you know, they're there for the enjoyment. They're there because of camaraderie of the call makers. You know, that's sitting around the fire till one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's what these guys are there for. Well, one other thing that I noticed, and you mentioned it, is about them being willing to give a lesson. And it truly is a judgment-free zone and you know i can tell you firsthand i picked up one of those turpin calls last year not i picked it up because it caught my eye it was something different something i hadn't really paid much attention to or or you know really i'd never touched one before yeah and you don't play that call like a normal box. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't play that thing like a lynch box. And so I, I played that call and I put it down real quick and I was like, holy crap, I hope nobody heard me. <laughs> nobody heard me run that call. And then I kind of slipped away and went over to the next table and there were some more of them over there. And I can't even remember whose table it was, but he said, do you ever run one of these? And I said, no, never, huh? <laughs> he said, let me show you how to do it. So, yeah. you know, I got a lesson and I got to play with it, tinker with it a little bit. And I'm 
by no means an expert at it, which is why I've got to buy one and, and get to working on it. But yeah. I knew right then and there that I wanted one. So, yeah. you know, it, there's no judgment going on at all. No, that's, that's what I'll say. And, and you know, as a wing bone maker and a yelper maker, you know, I, I'm sure that a lot of these guys probably think, well, he don't want me there because I build wing bones, I build yelpers. You know what, Andy, the way I look at that is, is I got people that's going to buy from me. Joe Blaze got people that's going to buy from him. Joe Smith over here has got people that's going to buy from him. You know, mm-hmm. so there's no animosity amongst these call makers, you know. Are, are not on this end right here there's not you know and but you know like i said earlier i try to keep it where you ain't got a whole line of box call makers right there together now so you know there's no animosity there man come play what you want buy what you want and if you don't want anything well then that's all right too you know But these guys, they just love showing off what they got. They love doing what they do. There's probably not a night that goes by that I don't talk to one of these guys. You know, it's it's about, I'm going to tell you what's the truth, Andy. They just so much talent there, you know, Mm -hmm. that these guys are quick about picking up about how to tune a box call. You know, and, and there's been down through the years, there's been a, a lot of discussion about how you get that, that meat out of that box. Well, I really don't care how you get it out. You can chisel it out. You can take a forstner bit and get it out. You know, the, the, the thing is, is that box call has to be tuned to sound like a turkey. And to me, that tuning is what makes a turkey call. Now, don't come in with your calls in a blister pack. If we want that, we'd go to Bass Pro down there and get that or Cabela's. You know? yeah. But this is a custom call-making show. And, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, he used a milling machine to, to hog that box out. Like I said, don't care as if that call sounds like a turkey. And that, that's the part of it is being able to tune that call, and that guy's got to have a turkey ear. You know, I, I'll give you a little example. In my last trip up to Unicoi up there to iron out some of these last-minute things and all with with call hospitality, and like I said, that's who is over the six or seven of the Georgia State Lodges now. Mm-hmm. Met a guy, an old friend of mine, that had one of these Leon Joe Hennings callers. It, it wasn't her, but you know this this guy. He said, "Mark, he said, I want to I want to fix you one up so that you can call with it. I want to explain to you how to do it." Well, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I got a lot of practice to do with that joker. And you know, you know, you take a mouth call and you blow out on the mouth call. Well, it's just the opposite on these Joe Hennings callers. You draw air in just like you would on a wing bone. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there, he and I and Catherine are out there in the parking lot, and I'm sitting there, and I'm finally getting some sound out of it. And, you know, he said, well, yeah, you sound better than some people I've heard, but you ain't turkey yet. So I know that I've got to practice with that call the same way that I did with the first little trumpet that I ever got. So it's going to take some time, and, you know, Let's just not limit it to to the air operated calls. Let's just go to the 
their box calls, their pot calls. I mean, you got to learn all these little things about these calls. Do I play this call? Where do I start this paddle at on this box call? Do I start it way up past the arc? Do I start it on top of the arc? Do I want a low end yelp, play it on the bottom end of it? You know, do I take this pot call over here? Do I go to all the way to the extreme outside with it? Or do I start three-eighths of an inch inside and play towards the middle? You know, how do I get this pot call to Kiki? Do I take a, a wide eraser up there on a slate call and, 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 you know, take that wide eraser up there on the edge of that pot call and make a slick surface up there and take my striker and do my keys up there and then drop it towards the center? I mean, all these calls take practice. You're not going to be able to pick up this call. And one of the things that I found is watch how that man that put, built that call, watch how he plays it, and you mimic the same way that he plays it. will speed up your learning curve a whole lot. You know, he's the one that built it. He's the one that tuned it. That's the way he tuned it to play. And if you like that sound, then you have to get where you can play that call exactly the way that the guy that built it plays. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good info for those people that are going to be there and going to be looking and shopping around for some calls. And, you know, I have to tell you, you may or may not remember, but before turkey season started, I had you on the show just to kind of give me a little bit of a lesson on how to work a trumpet call. Right. Yeah. And I practiced with that call. And I, I'll tell you, I did not pick up a diaphragm call and put one in, in my mouth until about three or four days before season started. I did nothing but practice with that trumpet call. Right. And practice with it and practice with yeah. it. And I'm not going to say I'm Mark Sharp on one because I'm not. <laughs> but it made a big difference. And I got responses from turkeys running that trumpet call yeah. that would not respond to anything else. And I hate yeah. to even play that on the show because <laughs> everybody's going to be out getting a trumpet call and, you know, maybe they won't be as effective. But when, when that thing's <laughs> when that thing's played properly, it has a rollover in it that it's just, it, it's all turkey. Yeah. And well, it was, I, I'm, I was impressed with it this season. And I appreciate you because I wouldn't have been able to to do it as well if it if it were not for you helping me out with it. Yeah, well, I, I'm glad to be a part of helping you there, Andy. And I, I'll tell you something that helps too. You know what you hear in your ears is different from what is projected out Absolutely. there. Let's just say a hundred yards away. You know, to me, you know, I, I was looking on Facebook there this week and I saw something that said they don't need any of us sound like a turkey. Well. I can't speak for that guy. He probably doesn't if he made that statement, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. I've had some mighty good calls that I've been fortunate enough to own and that are nothing but pure turkeys. I mean, and, and, and you know, there again, a lot of that befalls to the guy that's got that call in his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a video of a box call, and, and this individual, man, he sold numerous combination of this of this same box now you know and, and a lot of it's got to do with the with how you play that box what you're listening for you know i mean andy you've got to just about got to get inside of a turkey's head 
And I mean, you know, I've, I've seen hens off at a distance that you couldn't even hear. And you pick up the binoculars and look at her through those binoculars and you watching her beak. And Andy, you can hear her as plain as day, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I've, I've heard people say, well, that three note yelp. You know, pop, 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 that's all you need. Well, you know, all turkeys aren't the same. Yeah. I've been to the mountains up there. I've heard one run 20 notes out. You know, wait a minute or two and run 20 more notes out. I'm not about to tell a guy, hey, just make three yelps and put the call down. Wait 20 minutes, pick it back up, and yelp three more notes on it. Right. You know, you've got to get, you've you got to practice with that call till you know that you sound like a turkey, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm I'm going to tell you what's the truth. You know, I, I've heard guys, I'll put up little right now, has posted a lot of sound files on on Facebook, has sent me a lot of sound files. And, you know, when I hear that man yelp, and you know you got all these guys that are talking about, well, it's the rhythm and the cadence. And I'm getting up on, on Fridays and Saturday mornings when I'm off, and I'm coming out here on the porch and standing out in the yard, and I'm listening to these hen turkeys back down here behind the house. And, and I'm hearing them, you know. And I'm listening to Lewis over here when he sends me a sound file, and I'm thinking, dang, man, that sounds just like these turkeys back here at the house. Mm-hmm. You know, don't think that you got to yelp three, three yelps over there. Wait five minutes and yelp three more yelps. Put some feeling into that call. Right. You know, just act like that hen turkey. Hey, I hear you way over there. Hey, we want to get together. Mm-hmm. Turkeys, they don't count their yelps. They don't say, well, I kind of messed that yelp up. <laughs> let, let, let me go on with the next one, you know. Right. I mean, if you listen to turkeys in, in the wild, you're going to hear all kinds of sounds. Don't be afraid to use those sounds. And that's what I like about listening to videos. It just sounds all turkey. Like he's sitting up there on that limb early every morning. You know, and they're just waiting to fly down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I mean, no, <laughs> I don't know where these guys come up with some of this stuff from, but I mean, you know, if you listen to enough turkeys, you're going to hear all kinds of sounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Do you know if there's any rooms left in the as lodge? Far, as far as I know, there's none left. Okay. You know, it. it you know, I went, I went through... Three or four weeks there, people calling me, telling me, hey, they ain't got no room up there. And I've gone through three or four weeks of contacting Unicoi and all this up there. And, and really, I don't think there's any rooms left unless there's a cancellation. Now, I'm not discouraging anybody from calling and checking because there may be some cancellations, you know, as always. But, you know, there's plenty of places to stay outside of there and and you know one thing that I'd like to mention is in the past that we have we have always told them we were having a buffet on on Friday night. There will still be a buffet, and if anybody wants to contact me or send me an email, send me Facebooks on any of the forums about hey yeah I'm gonna be there on Friday night. I still need a head count 
But, you know, we're going under a little bit different circumstances than what we were in the past. You know, in the past, they would give us a little sheet of paper here, so I'd say, hey, I'm with Unicoi Call Maker Show, you know, blah, 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 this, that, there, and the other. Well, this year, the only thing you've got to do is show up and eat, but I still would like to have that head count, you know. Right. You know, when, when you're back there in the kitchen, you want to know how many people you got to prepare for. So, and I would I'd also say that they dropped that price down a little bit. The breakfast in the mornings, they've dropped that price down a little bit. And, you know, the only thing you want is a sausage and biscuit over there instead of that full buffet. All you've got to do is tell that woman that comes up there and says, hey, what do you have to drink? You know, say, hey, I want water, coffee, whatever. And the only thing I want is a sausage and biscuit or a bacon biscuit or whatever. You know, just tell them. And they're not going to charge you for a full buffet. If they do, then you come see me, and I'll straighten it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they keep me pretty well wound up. And, you know, I, I've got a guy in my booth over there, Lee, you know, he is real good about helping me, you know, Bill's uh, cane yelpers. He's kind of a student of mine, protege, whatever, good friend. You know, he's always a student and protege, but yet he's still a good friend. And, mm-hmm. you know, man's my booth over there when I'm not there because I like to be on, out on the floor. You know, I, I like to walk up to a call maker and say, well, hey, Bob, how's your show going? I mean, I, I want everybody to have a good time. I want everybody to sell calls. And, you know, I, I like to be out amongst the, the exhibitors out there. I want to be there. I, w- I want to hear their suggestions. Now, I may not always take their suggestions, you know, because I got I got such a big picture to look at, you know. Oh, but yeah. anyway, that's where I like to be, is out there hearing what these people that are coming as exhibitors have to say about the show. So, you know, I don't ever bring very many calls with me because if I do, it locks me down to my table. Mm-hmm. I want to be out there amongst these guys, I want to hear what the people, what the public is saying. You know, I want to hear conversations, you know, of people talking to call makers. I, I want to know that we're making a positive impact in this call making world. Because, you know, like I said, 78 call makers. Where, where do you find 78 custom call makers under one roof? I don't know of anywhere other than Unicoi. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, I'm not throwing off on Nashville, but you can go to Nashville and look at the custom call maker list, and it's not there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I love going to Nashville. I go, love going there because a lot of times, that's the second time that I get to see good friends, you know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it is, it's completely different. And, you know, when I was there last year, I asked a lot of those guys, a lot of those exhibitors at Unicoi, call makers there hey are you going to be in nashville and it was one after the other after the other no i'm not going. Yeah. you know I, yeah. i'm going but i won't have a booth and i won't be selling calls right and so right. you know the a lot of these guys uh, the only place you're going to see them and be able to run numerous calls that they make is going to be at unicoi well you're right and in one of my meetings with them up there at Unicorn, this last one, I, I went up there, you know, it was my birthday. I went up there, had a meeting with them, 
enjoyed the weekend. Like I said, it's my birthday. Wife wanted to go, so we go. And, you know, one of the things that was brought up about was, uh, well, you know, you have four or five groups just sitting around after the show at 930, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12, 1 o'clock, just sitting around talking, sharing stories and, and, and all that, you know. Yeah. And that's what I say. You know, that's what this show is about. It's not about how many calls we sold. I mean, because so many of these guys that I've heard from this year said, you know what, I'm not going to have that many calls. One of the reasons I'm coming is because of the fellowship and the and the brotherhood and the camaraderie. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and it's not just limited to the custom call makers. I mean, you know, if you're John Q. Public out there and – you don't have anything to do. Let's just say you staying at the Holiday Inn or whatever downtown. Hey, listen, you're more than welcome to sit around that fireplace over there and talk to you get ready to go home, back to your motel room. So it's not just the custom call makers. I mean, we welcome the public, too. Sit around there with us. Oh, yeah. You know, we may learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well... I didn't experience that last year, but from what you tell me, I think that a lot of times there's some boots needed out there, some rubber boots, knee-high rubber boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you're going to be right there now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can fit right in with that, I'll tell you. So that's going to that's gonna be something I'm going to have to stick around for this year. Well... I think maybe your little wife had other plans for you there last year. She had you kind of going here and there and all like that. And that's well and good, too. And, you know, I have never, until Catherine and I, we went up Labor Day weekend. And I had never experienced downtown Helen, you know, because I'd been stuck at the show there. But, you know, your luxury was that you got to go and do things. Hmm. I'm going to tell you, I went up to... Ruby Falls up there, breathtaking view, and breathtaking was was what I experienced going up there. Oh, uh, you know, it's a pretty good hike yeah. once you get there, and they've got those benches placed in the most strategic places, you know, <laughs> <laughs> where you can sit down and catch your breath. I had my camera with me this year, and any time we stop, I whip my camera out, you know, tough guy. Making out like I'm taking pictures there when actually I'm just catching my breath. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to judge you because of that because it's 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 good to take your time and just enjoy the scenery and all the good stuff that God put out there for us to enjoy. Yeah, I tell my wife this: it's like walking by a pretty girl and not stopping to look at her. <laughs> She took all that time to get ready, doll herself up, and if nobody looks at her, she's probably going to be pretty disappointed. Yeah. And so just think about if you walk past all that beautiful stuff out there in the woods and you didn't stop to look, God would be pretty disappointed in you. So, exactly. yeah, there you go. And if it means you get to catch your breath, then that's just a secondary thing. Yeah, that's a plus. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, Mark, I appreciate you taking time and coming on 
with us tonight to talk to us a little bit and, and preview the show for us. And I hope that anyone who's listening who has just a slightest little notion of going, yeah. I hope they'll go because they will not be disappointed. It is really yeah. a good show. It's a great time. Lots of good guys there and yeah. lots of amazing turkey calls. Yeah. So, well, I wouldn't mind taking the time out right now to say, too, that we're going to be doing broadcast on WCON out of Cornelia up there. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing some of those prior to the show. We'll be on the O'Neill Williams outdoor show from 5 to 6, I think starting December the 4th with a live interview on that Friday morning at 5.35. We'll be on there, a call-in interview. We've done a good bit, Andy, to build this show up. And, man, we thank you for what you do, you know, for this for this podcast and all. You know, and I thank you for being there last year. I mean, you did an excellent job. Like I said, those guys were tickled to death to do that. And, you know, hopefully you can be with us again this year. Maybe pick out two or three more. And I'll use this word rather loosely, celebrities. (laughs) 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 To interview, you know. Absolutely. We had two young guys there last year that walked around and and did a wonderful video of us, you know, uh, of the show. And and I hope you saw it. If you didn't, I'll send you a link to it. But, you know, they did an absolute wonderful job. And, and, you know, it's just stuff like that. It's stuff like people like you and people like Tyler and and them that want to help us with this show. And we, hey, man, we just, we just really do appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you, I thank you for your friendship and your willingness to help. Well, thank you for saying that. And it's a pleasure for me. You know, I enjoy it almost as much as you do because yeah. I know you, you have a, a passion like none other because you have to, to want to take on putting together something like that. It, it is not an easy task or an easy feat. And I think the majority of the people listening to the show, listening to this interview, heard you say that you've already been up there a couple of times for planning and meeting with the people up there, and that's the kind of work that goes into it. It's not just all on the telephone and, you know, talking to call makers to say, yeah, you've got a booth, or no, you don't have a booth, or do you want your booth from last year, or whatever else. There's so much that goes into it, and so, you know, you're it's obvious that that it means a lot to you and it shows you know it shows well, when when people get up there and and get to walk around and talk to all these guys that are there and play all these calls and so thank you for bringing it back well you know i i go up on a wednesday you know i i send them a lay out of the room and so far it's never been right <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I spend Wednesday evening or Thursday morning, actually, lots of times, getting that room set up just the way. I mean, I got to have a certain number of tables down this side. I got to have a gap here so people can get through. And, you know, I go up and, and, and I do all that because I simply love doing what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, I got people that get mad with me, and I get a little aggravated with some of them, too, you know. Sure. But... At the end of the day, it's all good. 
you know, I love what I'm doing. You know, I might not go to sleep till 2 o'clock and be up at 5 o'clock next morning. That's because I just love what I'm doing. And Russell's the same way. You know, I, I get hit. Russell helps me out a good bit and all like that. And, you know, it, it's between the two of us, hey, we just make it work. And I couldn't have picked a better guy other than Russell to help me with it. Well, you know, like I said, he and I both started the dog. We've been friends for years. You know, I've told you in the past how the show started. Mm -hmm. And and it's just grown. I'll be honest with you. It has grown bigger than what we ever intended it to be and what Unicoi ever intended it to be. Yeah. And, And, you know, let me say this, Andy, I, and I know that we're getting close on our time, probably past our time, you know me. The venue, I've had people in the past to say you need a bigger venue, you need a bigger venue, you need more space. Well, we didn't set out here to bring every call maker in the world to this show. But you know what? Some of the folks that have complained about the needing a bigger venue are now people at this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? They love it just the way it is. Absolutely. You know? I bet they do. Like I said, where else you going to find 78 custom call makers, two custom knife makers, two authors, two leather work guys over there, and a lady that makes one of the most wonderful hunting bags in the world? Where else you going to find that all under one roof? Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, thank you. I appreciate you getting all this together, coming on the show to share it with us. I hope that everyone listening will take the time and the effort to make the drive to Helen, Georgia. And at least if you don't stay for Friday and Saturday, at least come for one day. Exactly. You you will not regret it. I will promise you it's, it's worth the drive. It's worth the time, the effort to get there whatever it's it's a lot of fun it really is yeah. so i'm looking forward to seeing you here in well a little less than a couple of months six or seven yeah. weeks yeah same here so <laughs> i thank you and thank you for your friendship as well and it's going to be good catching up with you when i get there uh, yes sir same here andy and i appreciate all that you do for us too glad to do it mark all right buddy yes, sir. we'll have a great right. night and we'll we'll talk again soon yes sir you take care all right You know, Mark is about the most genuine guy you'll meet and one of the most unselfish as well. He and Russell put a lot of time and effort into the Unicoi show, and it really is evident once you walk in the doors of the Park Conference Center. And he mentioned this during the call, but he really does not bring many of his own calls to the show because for him, The show is not about selling his calls. The show is about showcasing the other call makers who are there displaying and selling their calls. And of course, he has a heck of a good time catching up with old friends, making new friends, and he does not consider the call making business as a competition. He considers it to be a brotherhood, and I think that's pretty cool. So, Listen up, you guys need to make your plans to go to the Callmaker Show at Unicoi in early January. Pick up a custom call or two and be sure to grab me when you see me there and say hello and introduce yourself. I am telling you, it is a very good time. If you are into turkey calls at all, you will not be disappointed in the time and the effort that you took to get to Helen, 
Georgia. So that's all I've got for you guys today, but I'm going to ask you for a favor. And my favor, actually, I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to ask you for two favors this week. The first one is extremely important. And if you would share the link for this week's episode with a couple of hunting buddies who you think may want to join you in Helen, Georgia for the Unicoi Show, and forward this week's show to them using the share feature in your podcast player application. After that, you guys make some plans to show up at Unicoi. You will not be disappointed. I'm telling you, it's a good time. And by sharing this week's episode, it helps me out a lot, and it helps out Mark and Russell and all of the exhibitors at the Unicoi Callmaker Show as well. Favor number two, even though I'll be posting a show on Thanksgiving Day, I know that this may be the last episode that a lot of you guys hear before Thanksgiving. So my second favor is this. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your friends and family. Be sure to take some time and give thanks for all the blessings in your life. And don't forget our servicemen and women who are out there protecting us, serving both here in the U.S. and abroad. Say some prayers for them that they'll continue to be safe and say some prayers for their families as well and have a happy Thanksgiving. So with that said, now is the time in the show where I say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.